Yeah. <laughs> Help me with something, Al. So you're the camping person on this show. I've never been, nor do I really want to You've never go. gone camping, ever? Uh, not in, like, if you're talking like a tent, sleeping on the ground camping, yeah. no. I've never done that. Really? I've never been in a motorhome out in the woods. No, I, I have never done Because, I don't know, it, I don't understand the appeal of sleeping in the dirt and being cold and oh, all great. of those. Like, I like to go on a nice hike to go into the mountains. And, and yeah. maybe, you know, that that's pretty. I enjoy nature in small yep. doses. But I like to uh, walk right back out and get into bed. Yeah, you would like it. Why? I'm not kidding. You would like it. Help me out. What What am I missing that that I would like? Okay, so I'll paint the picture. So uh, once a year, we'll go out. A couple different buddies of mine that we've done it before. Let's say we went up to Sequoia. Okay. okay. Pretty. So you're going to be driving for four hours, something along those lines, maybe even five hours. First of all, you're in the car with your buddies, guys that you only catch up with a couple times a year, like actually all together. So it's kind of a little bit of a road trip. Right out the gate, it's like, so what are you doing? So far it sounds like a round of golf, and I haven't had to sleep in the dirt yet. Go ahead. You're right. You're probably, <laughs> that, that's not that much different. But windows down, chewing some sunflower seeds, just kind of hanging out, catching up, playing some music. Okay. Get up to the uh, Get up to the campground. Uh, first thing you do is you kind of start setting up shop. So you set up shop, you set up the tent. You already have a cooler full of beer, some liquor that you like, whatever the case is. Bring your, if it's somebody might be more of a bourbon person like myself, somebody just wants to drink beer for the trip, you have a cooler with all the all your drinks in there, uh, whatever drinks that you're going to have for the couple days. Um, on top of that, um, any food you can possibly think of that you want to just kick back and you stockpile on, whether it's chips, crackers, blah, 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 steaks that you're going to prepare later in the night, um, anything you can think of that, you know, obviously kind of fits the uh, need. Yes. Uh, and then you just literally kick back and do nothing. You just literally sit back. <laughs> music is playing. Get I- a little uh, campfire going. You're, you're, And it's not like the tents are. Nobody's saying, you know, you grab a sleeping bag tent, get a little mat thing on the bottom. You, you can set it up to where it's a solid little – we're going no, to REI. We're going I, to REI. <laughs> no, I, everything you just described sounds really nice. Being with friends, socializing, having a couple of drinks, cooking out, all of these things. I, I like just not, you know being away from technology. All that sounds oh, great. Nothing but works. Why, why do I have to go and be cold and have bugs and have it be dirty? I don't understand why we have to bring that component into Why can't you just come over to my backyard? I'll open mm-hmm. up a few beers, grill a few steaks, and we'll eat, we'll chat, we'll get to know each other a little bit, and then you can leave and I can go sleep in my bed. <laughs> that's part of the experience. That's part See, of the that's experience. That's part that's kind of lost on me. Being away. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, kind I do of like being away, away, no reception, the whole thing. You, you might be talking me into it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. So, uh, Zach... Asked the question about uh, Pete Davidson being with Kim Kardashian, and did that make any sense? And I asked the question, like, does the regular guy, the guy that, I don't know, just works at a department store, say, ever get the famous woman? We have somebody online that's saying uh, that it kind of goes the other way. Here's Whittier and Bella. Bella, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's going on, Bella? Hey, good morning. Okay, so uh, Matt Damon. His wife is a bartender, and he actually met her when she was bartending in Miami. And I guess he was, like, hiding from, like, all his fans at a nightclub. So he hid behind the bar, and they started talking. She actually put him to work. She's like, if you're going to hide back here, you better start working. So he started making drinks with her, and then they got married. Interesting. So I didn't know that yeah, story. That's a great oh, yeah, story. Bartender. Do you So, Bella, do you have anywhere the man is the one who's not famous and the woman is the very accomplished, famous person? Do we well, have yeah, any... look at, look at uh, Cher. Remember Cher was dating that guy um, who was, like, working at a bagel shop? 
when I share is a little bit before my time. I, you're going to have to help oh, me here. Please. Well, so she was, she met this guy at a bagel shop and she actually, I don't know if she married him, but she was with him for a long time. And right. he was like, you know, but yeah, Cher's done it. Thank you, Bella. Appreciate Thanks. the phone Appreciate call. you calling in, Bella. Yeah. So there you but go. I don't know Cher if that one counts at the bagel. Sh- I don't know if that one counts <laughs> at the bagel shop because like, if you have an in at a good bagel shop, you're kind of a celebrity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, think about that for a second. All right, that's it. You don't have to think about it any further. That was that was it. Yeah, that's all you got. That's, that's I, all I, got. I thought yeah. she was going to tell me that Sonny Bono was the guy at the the bay. Like all I know with Cher is that Sonny Bono and and Cher had a TV show, and then they were divorced, and still had a TV show. Very complicated relationship. All right, so let's start right here. We're talking about the Rams, and yeah. they went and got Von Miller yesterday, mm-hmm. and the Rams are just one of the teams here in town that are going for it. Right, that the Rams are in Super Bowl or bust mode. The Rams have taken all of their draft picks for the next 468 years and said, you guys can have them all. Just give us all your good players right now. We're going for it. Lakers in a very similar situation. The Dodgers in a very similar situation. The Clippers have kind of pushed all their yeah, chips that's in the a good, middle of the That's table a good example. Well. Yep. Which one of these guys do you think has done the best job so far, Al? Because you're, we're talking about Les Snead. We're talking about Rob Palenka. We're talking about Andrew Friedman. And oddly, we're kind of talking about Steve Ballmer with the Clippers as being the guy that's pulling the levers there. Which one has done the best? Um, well, f- first, let, let's kind of set this up a little bit. The way I think to set it up is, remember the Lakers a few years back, they were every single year they are part of the lottery. And every single year they are drafting. Three years in a row, I think they had the number two pick. What was it? D'Angelo, um, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball. Three years in a row, Lakers had the number two pick in the draft, mm-hmm. right? And they are also drafting Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr. and just kind of go down the list, all these that they were drafting. Um, there was no – the light at the end of the tunnel was so far down. And I listen, to be honest with you, I think there was a part of Laker fans that had some curiosity. Wait a minute, are we going to like – is this how we're going to try to compete? We're going to through the draft, through the draft. And when right. I say when I say curiosity, as in you start becoming invested in these young kids because you watch them for three years, right? It wasn't like you just drafted somebody and then you shipped that person out. That that wasn't how it was. But the reality was, and I always remember John mentioning this when the Lakers, you know, went out and they traded for Anthony Davis. This is the only way you're going to win a championship. So if you want to win a championship. You give up all these young picks that you have. You know, you stop paying attention to guys, what they could potentially be. Go look in the league. Who's an established player? and Go try to get that guy. That's kind of the concept of it. Well, the Lakers eventually go win an NBA championship. So I use that as context because I think what we're watching right now with the Rams, who have not won a Super Bowl yet, I don't care what pick I have. I want a freaking Super Bowl. That's mm-hmm. it. I don't care about anything else. Plus, they've already accomplished everything. I mean, I mean, you know, the Dodgers last season, before they won that World Series, um, they had been incredibly competitive for how many years? But they had not won a World Series. You know, it's like sure. you do all this, but you did not get one. So the Dodgers are in a different position. The Lakers are a different position. Now Rams are going out and saying, whatever the hell we got to do, we got to get a Super Bowl under our belt. I think the best run organization in L.A., um, and if you want to say today over the last few years, or I, I don't know how you want to describe it, the combination that the Dodgers have with not only competing today, also having an incredible farm system to say, okay, you know what, let's go out and get Trey Turner and Max Scherzer, and oh, by the way, we still have an incredible farm system. 
to have all these other guys locked up long term, whether that's Mookie Betts or it's Will Smith or, you know, you mentioned this in our prep call. You were saying one of these two are going to be locked up. It's either going to be Trey Turner or it's going to be Corey Seager. So one of those two. And they're both, what, 27 and 28. I think it's pretty pretty amazing what they've done. And again, I'm keeping in mind this. I feel like the Dodgers are not just building for today, but they're also keeping in mind a couple years down the road in the process. Yeah, I think that's what puts them over the top. And and look, all of these teams have done a remarkable job. The men in charge of these teams have done a remarkable job. Let's just look at what the Rams have done. And this is just in, in, in the last handful of years or so. They drafted the number one overall quarterback, and that guy took him to the Super Bowl. That doesn't happen that quickly very sure. often, and they sure. were able to do it with Jared Goff. And then just as quickly, they realized, you know what? we got a problem here. This, this is He's not, not going to get us over the top. We, we need to fix this, and they did, and they did it like that. They didn't wait for the thing to bottom out and get terrible. They fixed it on the fly. Here's Matthew Stafford. Best player at his position is Jalen Ramsey. We'll take him. Go out and get Vaughn Miller yesterday, who is maybe not the player he was two or three years ago, but still very, very good and impactful. Sure, we'll take him. We can draft Cooper Cup. We can draft Aaron Donald. We can find some really good players in the draft, whether it's in the third round like Cup, whether it's in the first round like Donald. We're identifying the guys that we want. We need to go into the free agent pool and shore up a problem on our team. We'll take Andrew Whitworth, who's come in and solidified the entire offensive line for the last handful of years. That's a remarkable job. The flip of that is, though, what's waiting for the Rams on the other side? I don't think anybody really knows, <laughs> right? We, we, yeah. we, we don't really know what the 2024 Rams season is going to look like, right? Can I tell you, you something, just, Trevor, when, you, when yeah. you say that? And I think they're comfortable with it. They're okay. Yeah, oh, clearly. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, 100% <laughs> yeah. they're comfortable. This was not done out of they don't know what they're doing. They did it out of we're okay with that. The Lakers are kind of similar, right? They're in a win-now proposition where we have LeBron James in his 19th year. We go Mm -hmm. and get Carmelo Anthony. We've got Anthony Davis, who is not an old player, but he's 10 years in. It's not like he's a brand-new guy. He's an established star in this league. What's coming next? I don't know. Anthony Davis and whatever they surround him with. That's what's coming next, but that's a question mark, right? Even with that, when you say it's a question mark, I actually think they're – there is a vision, and it's going to depend. Okay, if LeBron is done, LeBron's got two years, including this year, left on his contract. Let's just say LeBron decides after those two years he's done. Or maybe he's done with the Lakers. Or maybe he decides, you know what, I'm going to hang it up. I played 20 years in the league. That's it. That's all I wanted to accomplish. I got other things I want to go do. And I'm just speaking out of my you-know-what. Yep. At least Here. they have that one foundational <laughs> player of Anthony Davis. And then it's a matter of, okay, Westbrook's money is going to come off the books. LeBron's money is going to come off the books. They actually can really start building from there again. So I I actually think the Lakers do have a vision in mind past LeBron, but it's just – you know, it's still an unknown because you don't know who will be available, who's going to come to Lakers, who's not. So just to, to add so to that. So those are the first two. The Dodgers, though, have the best of all potential work. That's what I'm saying. They, the last 10 years have been maybe not – Perfect, but really, really good. A World Series championship, another two other World Series appearances, a handful of National League championship appearances, and playoff appearances every year for nearly a decade. That's extraordinary to do. They, they've done what you ask every franchise to do. Just put yourself in a position to win it all. They've done that. Now, they ha- 
it's been disappointing that they have only been able to get one, but the organization can only do so much. Ultimately, at the end of the day, the players and the manager is going to have to go get it, but they've been they've positioned the, the team, the organization, to have a chance to win. And here's why Andrew Friedman, for me, wins this contest, because look at what he's done. We, we just talked about the past. Here's what this team has right now, what they've drafted on their own. They went out and said, I'll take him, him, him. These are guys that they've drafted. Corey Seager, Cody Bellinger, Will Smith, Walker Bueller, and Julio Arias was signed as a free agent. But these are all guys that they found on their own, developed them on their own, and have become major league stars on their own. You want to go big into the trade market? They've been as good at that as anybody else. You go and you get Scherzer. You go and get Turner. I know that it didn't work out perfect, but a couple of years ago, you go and get you Darvish, and he pitches you into the World Series as well, that they've been very bold there. You want to go to scrap, uh, go shop in the scrap pile? Justin Turner was basically available to anybody that wanted him. They turned him into one of the greatest Dodgers of all time. Hmm. You want to go and get Chris Taylor, who's a 4A player for the Mariners, up and down between AAA and the big leagues. They don't have a really a role for him. The Seattle Mariners can't find a way for Chris Taylor. We'll take him. He's been amazing for the Dodgers. Max Muncie is one of those guys. A.J. Pollock has all sorts of injury problems. The Dodgers say, you know what, we can get that squared away. They bring him over. He has an incredible impact. You want to go huge, as big as you can go? Yeah, here, Mookie, here's $400 million. We'll bring you in here. And, oh, by the way, he's one of the two or three or four best players in the whole league. Now, they miss on a couple? Sure, you got a Trevor Bauer in there and some stuff that has not gone your way. Nobody bats 1,000. I get it. But then here's the other part, Al. They have more assets in their minor league system so they can go out and get Scherzer and Turner, and they didn't absolutely empty the cupboard. It's still filled with guys that everybody else would like. you got Gavin Lux, who's still a part here. You've got a guy like Mitch White, who's going to be a part of this rotation. Andre Jackson, who's pitched really well in the big leagues. You've got all of these other guys that are coming through. There's no end to this. The Dodgers are going to take the field next year as one of the favorites to win the National League pennant again. And the year after that, and the year after that. That is the hardest thing to do is be good, stay good, and be good in the future. And Friedman's nailed all those things. So you certainly agree. It is the Lakers. I agree too, man. Appreciate (laughs) Appreciate you saying that up. Okay, let's do this. That's what's so crazy. Let's do this. Let's open it up. Let's let, um, you know, obviously uh, any fans who are tuning in right now, what, what is the franchise that has run their organization the best or is currently running their organization the best in L.A.? And whether you want to make a case for the Lakers or the Dodgers or the Rams, maybe you want to throw in um, what the Clippers have done over the last couple of years. And I say that because, you know, certainly they have a mindset of trying to win a championship as well. Maybe there's some some of these other organizations. So we do all that. 877-710-ESPN. We'll take your phone calls coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, Al. So some very upsetting news coming out of Las Vegas. Um, 
Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs was involved and charged with a DUI, which resulted in the death of another person earlier this morning at about 3.39, according to the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. They responded to a collision. Uh, one of the cars was on fire. A person inside the car that was on fire was declared deceased at the scene. Uh, Henry Riggs, uh, Ruggs, excuse me, Henry Ruggs III remained on scene, showed signs of impairment. He was transported to UMC Hospital to be treated, treated for non-life-threatening injuries, and Ruggs will be charged with DUI, resulting in death. Just uh, terrible, terrible news uh, out of Las Vegas for for Henry Ruggs and obviously for the the, the unidentified person who was killed in that accident. Just uh, breaking news right there. There's not much. We don't have a ton of other details beyond that, but apparently that happened very early this morning. Yeah, awful. Front of ESPN.com, and basically what you just, you know, kind of the information you shared is pretty much what ESPN showed, so... More information comes out, we'll share it. But just awful, awful news. Yeah, that's that's tough. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Um, we were talking about the best executives here in town. You and I both kind of are on the Andrew Friedman angle. That it, it, It's close. Is there somebody that's kind of run away with worst, Slee, that you look at and go, they don't know. They, I, I think the Angels are kind of easy to throw in there. But yeah. here's what I'll give the Angels credit for. They've missed. Well, a who bunch are we putting on this list? Who are we putting on this list? Well, it's funny. So we were talking about it this morning, and yeah. we all kind of said Angels, and you know why? Because we forgot the Chargers were here. <laughs> At least I did, because the Angels can say oh, they haven't gotten any pitching, they haven't surrounded Mike Trout with the right guys, they haven't surrounded Otani with the right guys, and they continue to have a sub five hundred record, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the Chargers haven't done much better. Well, listen, your executive and your front office is um, that's a reflection of your ownership. So who's your owner? Do they care about winning? Um, are they putting the best executive in place? And then are they giving that executive the proper resources to go do what that individual does? So, you know, ownership is everything. And I've already given my opinion on the Chargers. Did you see this news yesterday? So it was announced that the Chargers are going to move their facility, right, to El Segundo. Right. So did you read the actual article? Look, this I is, not. I, okay, let, let me give a little bit of details of this, okay? Because when you read that article or when you see the headline of what the Chargers are doing, what do you think is happening? Do you think – this is what I thought. What I thought is, okay, Chargers found some land in El Segundo, which is probably incredibly difficult to find because no, there isn't say. that much land there. Right. And they are going to build a facility, and, you know, there's a quote there, we're planting our flag in L.A., even though you and I still call them San Diego. And Okay, <laughs> that's what they're doing. So – the idea and the concept is they're building this facility, correct? I'm going to go ahead and read the article of what they're actually doing, okay? <laughs> One of the South Bay's largest commercial landlords, Continental Development Corporation and partner Mar Ventures Incorporated, bought the land now used for parking for Raytheon. Raytheon, one of the defense contractors, okay? Continental will build the complex, valued at more than $100 million, to the Chargers' specifications and rent it out to them under a long-term <laughs> lease. The Chargers are really not interested in owning things, are they? They, they really can't. like to be a tenant. They're, they they're very interested in renting. I bet yeah. you the Spanos has never yeah. bought a car. They just do short-term <laughs> leases. Now, I'll take that lease uh, on that Honda Civic. Uh, give me three years, 15,000 miles a year. The renderings going out on Twitter yesterday <laughs> – First of all, it's just renderings, but would right. make it sound like Dean Spanos just walked in <laughs> because he is a tenant at the uh, SoFi Stadium. Rent was that, oh, yesterday. you know what? 
He saved all his money up. He <laughs> saved all his money up. He's got enough money. No. They're going to rent this out from another company who's going to build the complex. I just wanted to throw that detail in because I don't think that detail was specified in some of their Twitter <laughs> posts that they had yesterday. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to rank these things. Like your contempt for the Clippers or your contempt for the Chargers. It's pretty close. I think the Clippers are still holding pole position, but the Chargers are closing fast on you. Here's what it is. <clears throat> With the Clippers, it's because they are – a threat to not a threat, but you know what I mean. Like when they're when Kawhi and Paul George were both playing together, and obviously Kawhi is injured right now. They were the, the the year that the Lakers won in the bubble. You could have easily saw the Lakers and the Clippers facing each other in the Western Conference Finals for sure. And the Clippers coming out of it, you know, like that wouldn't a bit a stretch. And you got this dude Steve Ballmer who has you know, an unlimited amount of money. Why and, hasn't and, he gone to space yet? I feel like he's one of the few guys like Bezos. You know what I thought you were going to say? You know what I thought you were going to say? Why isn't he renting? <laughs> well, no, he's building. He doesn't like renting. He's like, forget this. Well, of I'm course he down, doesn't I'm because he's a real owner. I'm not going to build my own place. Yeah, but I feel like Bezos and Elon Musk and Richard Branson, like Ballmer <laughs> should have his own space company. And I think maybe that's why he's going down to that part of town where all maybe the that's defense his... contractors are. Maybe that's his next step. That's where he's going. <laughs> he should do oh, it. That's he pretty funny. It. Let's try a phone call here on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Let's go to Boyle Heights. And Adam, Adam, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up, Adam? Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you for taking my call. And first of all, I ain't no Clipper fan. <laughs> okay, good to know. And, and the best, hands down, as far as executive goes, is Andrew Freeman. We should not even be having this conversation. I mean, it's just longevity what he's brought to the team. It's just, it's most, mostly of the, the, his history. Now, Kalinka, he's well on his way, but I want to say that he got helped into that franchise a little bit by the late Kobe Bryant, um, LeBron James, you know, certain figures, but Andrew Freeman has, I mean, he, he did his thing all on his own. And so that's why the Dodgers are in great shape now and for the future. And with that being said, gentlemen, I ain't no Clipper fan. <laughs> I like that as a sign-off for our callers, Al. And I ain't no Clipper fan. Do you remember when we were when they were announcing? Yes. It was the day I think Bomber was announcing his new stadium. Yeah. And we had all these Laker fans calling in to identify. Hey, just want to make something clear here. I'm not a Clipper fan. I'm like, this is just fantastic. Like Everybody has to go out of their way. Adulterer, a tax cheater, or something like that. <laughs> a tax cheater. That's awesome. Um, I, I think that's the right answer. I think Adam's saying, you know, Andrew Friedman. But by, by the way, you know, it, it's there. There's certain franchises. I, I think the Rams are not only competing with all these other great teams in the NFC and you know, potential Super Bowl champions. The Rams really truly are competing for a piece of LA. That there's everybody is. Everybody but but here's is. here's the thing. When you say everybody, the Dodgers and the Lakers, they're just worried about themselves. As in, you know, for the Dodgers, they just want to be a really successful organization. They hadn't won a World Series since nineteen eighty eight. They are in a position where they have the proper ownership. They have the resources. You and I have talked about this. It's it's almost unfair the combination they have. Wait a minute. You're not supposed to have all the money in the world and be responsible. You're supposed to be one or the other, right? Like mm-hmm. you either don't have the budget and you have to be incredibly responsible um, or, you know, the, the Dodgers 
almost are like, hey, you know what? I know we can go to uh, Nordstrom, but let's go to Nordstrom Rack. Let's just go take a look at what's there. It's like, no, no, you have all the money in the world. You don't have to go there. And I, I, the reason why I mention that is because I think the Lakers and the Dodgers, they're competing just with themselves. Like, we have a standard that we're trying to live up to for us. You look at all these other teams, you're talking about the Rams, or you're talking about the Angels, or you're talking about the Chargers. You are incredibly irrelevant unless you're good. And even if you're good, it doesn't guarantee yeah, relevance say, in the That's not city. the only ticket to being relevant either. You, we've seen Do you look good. good in the process? Yeah, yeah. Is, it, is the game day experience a, a thing? I, I want to go back to something that Adam said because I think he's right. I think Adam – excuse me, uh, Andrew Friedman is the right selection. But he said a couple of things that I don't agree with. He said The that Clipper it, thing? Well, no, that part's fine. Okay. He said Andrew Friedman's done it all on his own. Not exactly. He has the resources of the Los Angeles Dodgers, like you just said, Al, that the reason they can go and make a deal for Mookie Betts is not because Andrew Friedman is the only one that identified Mookie Betts as a great no. player, mm-hmm. but because the Dodgers are one of maybe three or four teams that can afford Mookie mm-hmm. Betts. So the, he, he has a checkbook uh, that very few other teams have. Now, that being said, he's done most of it by being an incredibly shrewd executive and identifying talent in other places. That's one part. The other part that he said, he goes, I don't even think we should be having this conversation. I disagree. You mentioned Rob Polenka, um, and he's certainly in the conversation as well. I agree with what Adam said about LeBron. Look, once LeBron here, getting the other pieces to come is a little bit easier. Uh, it doesn't make it easy. It makes it easier along the way. But Les Snead is absolutely in this conversation. Look around the NFL, right? There are a handful of teams that are good every year, but it's a pretty small group. You're talking about New England. You're talking about Pittsburgh. You're talking about Green Bay and Baltimore. Those are the four teams that just about every year you know are going to be pretty good. Seattle kind of floats around the fringe on that. They're usually pretty good. Uh, But that that leaves 27 other teams. Okay, 27 other teams that when you get good in the NFL, you better hit it because you know that that bill is coming due in a year or two and you're going to start to slide back down the other side. And you saw it with the Rams when they went to the Super Bowl a few years ago. The next year, it didn't look quite right. And instead of that slide continuing and them going from 9-7 and seven and missing the playoffs to 7-9 and nine to God knows where, they slammed the brakes on that thing and retooled it on the fly. They moved a bunch of guys out. They brought a bunch of guys back in. That's really hard to do in a salary cap league. That's really hard to do in a league where draft picks are, who knows, right? It's mm-hmm. about a 50-50 proposition at any of these picks. So he absolutely deserves to be in there, not just because he's identified really good players and made good moves, but the aggression in which they do it, the aggressive nature. And, hey, Jared Goff's not working anymore. Yeah, but we just gave him $100 million. I don't care. It's not working anymore. Let's get him out of here. Let's go get another player. They got the best quarterback in the league right now, statistically. Listen, if we're all sitting there at a timeshare presentation, uh, most of the people stayed in the audience. They're like, I, I want to c- continue to hear this guy uh, make his pitch for the Rams. <laughs> By the way, the only quote I want you to take out of today, whatever we do today, whatever we did in the first hour and a half, whatever we do in the back ha- hour and a half, Continental will build the complex valued at more than $100 million <laughs> to the Chargers specifications and rent it out to them under a long-term lease. That's all I want you to remember. Hey, they, they, can, they can paint the walls whatever colors they want. They yep. can drive holes in the walls. They don't yep. have to use those sticky strips. They can, they can actually uh, – And where, where's the deposit? I want the deposit, and we're running a credit report before we rent this place out to you. Factor Cap is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Yeah, this is pretty bad. This was an Emily suggestion? <laughs> this is pretty bad. This one's not bad. But this, so this is no, Alvin here, and the First Chipmunks. of all, the lyrics, I like the lyrics. The lyrics kind of touch. There's certain songs where the lyrics get you. It's just. <laughs> they really resonate, This is don't deep. They? <laughs> this is deep. Yeah. Yeah, this is really thoughtful music. Uh, Francis and Glendale writes, the new Charger training facility will be rented out to someone else once Spanos bails or forgets to pay the bill, and it becomes a Halloween superstore for costumes. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, hey, you got to have plan B, right? You can't put all your eggs in one basket, Al. They should just have renderings in, like, three different cities. <laughs> just say, hey, come into Pasadena. If you if you lived here, you'd be home by now. <laughs> put one of those signs on the side for all aspiring football teams. All right, ESPN Radio is brought oh, to you by good. Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. It is time for Factor Cap. Welcome, guys. What's uh, going on, Emily? Not much. Just I love all the Christmas music. You're going to hear some of my suggestions throughout the show. So get ready. (laughs) Um, All right. It's November 2nd. Hey, (laughs) never too early. Um, So up first, we are one week away from the college basketball season. My favorite season. (laughs) (laughs) So college basketball is better without the one and done rule. Travis is his factor cap. I think it's cap because I think college basketball's progr- uh, problems are far greater than just a handful of guys that come in for you know four months and then bail to go get ready for the NBA draft. The, the problem that college basketball has is that the play is lousy for the most part. It's not particularly compelling basketball. It's not particularly well played. Um, it's a coach's game. It's it's a game that's dominated by the coaches and certain styles of play. Um, you don't get to know the players because the players that are really good aren't there for very long, and the guys that are are guys that maybe are not particularly great. So it's it, I think it's much more a quality of play thing. You're not seeing, you know, guys that play for two or three years that get really good. You get to the reason we all hate Duke, and I'm using this metaphorically, mm-hmm. is because we had to watch Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley and Grant Hill for four years. We we got to really say, oh, I can't stand this guy. They win every game the reason that you got to really feel a way about these teams is you got to know them a little bit by the time you finally know these guys the tournament's over and you get brand new guys the next year it's just not what it used to be at least not for me yeah that's by the way that is the absolute key the key is i don't know who the hell these guys are yeah i just don't and by the the moment i start getting to know them they're gone and and here's the other probably the bigger issue with college basketball the regular season doesn't mean anything it doesn't Mm. matter you can lose uh, – I joked around about this, but this is the reality. You have automatic bids for just winning the tournament. So they have taken something that um, – you know, I know college football is on the complete other spectrum of it. Every game is so incredibly important. So, it, you know, obviously matters so much. I don't really need to pay attention to college uh, basketball until I get closer to March. So it's like, why would I pay? I'm I'm somebody who went to San Diego State University. SDSU has had a pretty good program over the last 10, 15 years, right? 
And it's, you know, it's maybe not the most exciting brand of basketball. It's more defensive, all that stuff. Even the, the school that I went to, I'm not going out of my way to watch San Diego State University a couple times a week. I, I think they have diluted their product. So I think they've almost hurt themselves in the process. That's it. That's all I got, Emily. <laughs> That's all, that was it. That was it. All right. Uh, up next, uh, when someone is running to get coffee and asks, does anybody want anything from Starbucks? Yep. It's more of a formality than an offer. Alan, is this factor cap? <laughs> um, That's cap. Here's the thing. If I'm going to say it, I better deliver. Like, it can't be one of those, hey, guys, uh, just I'm going down to get some Starbucks. Anybody want anything? And then all of a sudden you say, yeah, I want this and that. And then all of a sudden I sigh like, okay, what do you want? It's like, well, don't ask the question then. So <laughs> the real, I, I get it. I get it. Especially for us at our office. For those who don't know, we're in LA Live. Starbucks is literally just on the first floor. It's we're a 30-second second second elevator ride to get your coffee. 30-second elevator ride. You're ordering whatever you're ordering. So – that's kind of a common one in our office, but if you're gonna if you're gonna offer, you better be willing to come through. That's the last thing you want somebody to say is, "Hey, can I get you a cup of coffee?" And you say yes, and then all of a sudden their body language changes. It's like, wait a minute, why, why the hell did you ask me then? No, it's uh, it, it is a it's cap because much like Al, if I offer, I, I'm I'm offering. If I say, "Hey, I'm gonna run down and get a cup of coffee. Can I get you something?" I'm asking you if you would like me to get you something. It's not just a formality. However, there are rules. The rule that's kind Ooh. of understood is ah, that this is good. That you can't go crazy. Yeah. Al, Al, remember the story about you saying that somebody drank your soda? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I need you to put that person in your mind real quick. Oh, he's in so, my mind. So when I say when I when I say, "Hey, yep. I'm going to go down to Starbucks uh, uh-huh. and get a coffee. Can I get you anything?" You can't order a sandwich and the most <laughs> expensive cup of coffee on the menu. Okay, what that means is I'm going to get a cup of black coffee. Would you like a cup of yeah. black? And if you know what, if you want a cappuccino or a latte, I'll hook you mm-hmm. up with that too. Mm-hmm. But what you can't do is say, yeah, give me that sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich. And while you're down there, I need a triple calf, decaf, mocha soy, latte, oat milk. No, 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 no. The offer is buy whatever I'm getting, I will get you, and that's the end of the line. Bro, has it happened to you? Yes. 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 It's happened. And there's <laughs> the a, fever there's in you awkward... to say that? It was there's definitely has happened before. There's, there's, <laughs> exactly. No, but there, there's an awkwardness because I'm like, I try to kind of keep everything, you know, still. It's like, okay, cool. So you want the quinoa chicken salad? Sounds good. You want me to pick up the side of guacamole you said? Sounds good. You you want a bag of almonds or you don't want a bag of almonds? Okay, no, no. We'll throw that in there too. By the way, I think they're selling mugs. You want me to grab you two mugs while I'm down there? Yeah, give me a couple of gift cards. It's my mom's birthday. <laughs> Just look, if if the bill when I oh, walk out of good. there, if that's I'm going good. down there to get a cup of coffee and my coffee's what is it? What's a cup of coffee at Starbucks? Like three and a half bucks. If my and the bill is twelve dollars and three of it is the thing that I was going to buy myself, yeah. we've done it wrong. But yeah, if you I'm can't ask for it, more than what the person who's getting it for. Exactly. Like exactly. when you have to say, hey, just as a, it might be 10 more minutes, I got to run to Wells Fargo real quick because I don't have enough to just transfer the money over because the Starbucks app. So that's probably overdoing your welcome. Indeed, indeed. You can also always just, you know, mobile order. Oh, I actually have mobile order on my phone. I'll just get it. Just can you pick it up for me too? That's that's kind of also how I would go. I don't like being in debt to people. So I, know, I uh, but see, that's the thing. You, you, I, I appreciate what you just said, Emily, because I feel the same way as you do. I do not like having somebody buy me something expensive unless it's Keyshawn. Then I'm okay with it. But if it's if it's if 
I'm going to – if you're offering to buy – I'm okay with you buying me a $3 cup of coffee. That's fine. I, I don't feel like I owe you something because no, I'll buy you a cup of coffee yeah. at some other point too. It's, but, but you're right. It's there, coming there back is, around. There is a line. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Last one. So Monsters, Inc. turns 20 today. So, Monsters, Inc. is the best Pixar movie of all time. Travis, is this Factor Cap? It's a great movie. It's certainly on the short list. It's funny. It's sincere. It's heartwarming. It's all of these things, but it's not the best Pixar movie of all time. There are two that I think go neck and neck. The original okay, Toe before... Story is great. Oh, okay. Jesus, there it goes. And then, but, no, it's not my favorite. My favorite is The Incredibles. I love The Incredibles. I thought that it was so funny. I love Jason Lee as Syndrome. He was great. Uh, Craig T. Nelson as Mr. Incredible is awesome. Holly Hunter as Elastigirl is awesome. They're great. It, it, it's funny. It works for kids. It works for adults. So The Incredibles goes to the top of the list for me. Okay, so Toy Story is my favorite. Yeah, Toy Story choice. is my favorite Pixar and the original. And here's the funny thing. Everyone after that was really good as well. You know, but it's just there's something about the original. Can I throw a couple in here that, you know, we didn't mention? Finding Nemo. That's Very a fantastic good. one, too. Um, was it Wally? Wally's great. Wally's a good one. Wally is great, but it's also kind of we're headed that way, so it's kind of a bummer because uh, we're all going to have to get on a spaceship pretty soon. Up <laughs> Float around on giant chairs. Up is fine. Up is good. You know, it's a kind of a sneaky one. Inside out. Inside, Inside Out is re- – I love Amy Poehler. She's just fantastic, so I really like her in that movie, but that's a good one too. If you think about it, guys, too, the girl who voiced Boo in Monsters, Inc. is like 26 right now. It's just That's just <laughs> wow. a weird thing to think about at the same time too. They go, time goes by pretty fast. Pretty a bu- fast. Uh, a Bug's Life. It's not a bad one. That was the second one, I think. I think that was the second one that they and, uh, came out with after uh, – OG after right there. Yeah, yep. no, for for sure. All right, I'm an ants person. If you ask me, though, that's a good one. <laughs> that's too. not Pixar, though. That's the other guys. No, uh, it's it's the rival to Bugs Life. Right? Yeah, no, mm. Pixar. You know what? <laughs> by right. the way, by the way, so Bugs Life came and then ants like that's straight up a rivalry. Like that is a <laughs> it's Red Sox Yankees. <laughs> you can't get out. You know, Dodgers and and Giants. It's something that's going to last for an eternity. You'll never ever get over Bugs Life v Ants. All right, Game Six of the World Series tonight. Right. And Al, I got a question. I got a, almost like a metaphysical question for you. Okay. I need you to help me get square with the universe when it comes to the World Series. That's next. Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. All right, Slee, so we got a couple of tweets coming in. Don't forget that you can participate on the show as well, at Travis Rogers, at Alan Sliwa on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. How about that? How about this one? I, I, I lost somebody here. Uh, James, I don't recognize this Wait, one, Wait, before James, you so, read this off, yeah. is this what we're going to do, Emily? This is what's going to happen? For, it's November 2nd. Christmas songs until Christmas. Come on, guys. I could see you also playing Christmas songs till like, January 24th. <laughs> January twenty first through February. There, there's the question, right? When does the tree go out, Al? Um, after I would say January first. Okay, Emily. January second at the latest. So yeah, tree comes down around that first week of January. Okay, the, yeah. that's those are both wrong. The, the is correct, it January like six or something like that. The the correct answer is the next time the trash truck comes, that's when the tree goes in the trash. So if if you have bad luck and like your trash guy comes on like the twenty seventh, yeah. sorry, tree's got to go because now we got to wait a whole another week for that guy to come back. Now we're well into January. That's a bad deal. That tree needs to be on your curb for the next trash day. 
All right, can I read a couple of these tweets right here? Uh, Adam Adam N says, going to Starbucks. Can you get me a mug and a Red Bull from Seven <laughs> Eleven? Some people just have no shame, no, no shame at all. No, they don't. They Big don't. E Big E says, does Trav call DoorDash to deliver him Starbucks from downstairs? <laughs> Guys, I'm not bedridden. I, I can I can walk down to get my own Starbucks. Look, I I, I'm, I get it. I'm oh, not a triathlete. Cool. I'm not doing the Iron Man, but I'll walk to get my own coffee. A little, a little, little respect is in order. Um, somebody here, where is it here? James writes, Al, I'm not going to lie. I was more Team Trav until he replied to your ideal camping scenario. Hashtag camping James, sleep. James, let me tell you something. Just because he hasn't done it. If Trav mans up and says, hey, Al, I'm in. I'm going to do this. I'm committed to two days, and I'm just going to roll with the punches, I guarantee you, you would go camping once a year. Just once a year. Who's right. asking for much? <laughs> one more. This is from uh, one of our regulars. This is from Big E. He says, wow, these two remind me of Trav and Slee, by the way. Cars is a great Pixar movie as well. And it's a picture of Sully and Mike Wazowski from <laughs> Monsters, Inc. Uh, I think that's more of an insult to you. I know Sully's kind of big and gross, but Mike Wazowski's kind of wee in this How do we, how do we know here. that? Who's who, though? Yeah, oh, I think we know. I think we know. That one's up in the air. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program, now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Game six of the World Series tonight. The Braves with a 3-2 lead, Al. Here's the question. Yep. Can the Astros ever shed their reputation as cheaters because I don't know if you got a chance to hear it, but it was as loud as I've ever heard, as loud as it was in Dodger Mm -hmm. Stadium when they came back for the first time with fans. Jose Altuve came up to bat for one of his at-bats against the Braves, and the cheater, cheater that was coming Mm -hmm. from the stands was really something else. And look, it's on him. He's the one that did it. His teammates and he are the ones that put this thing together. So I don't have a ton of sympathy for him, but if they can win tonight, and they can win tomorrow. And by the way, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. After they came back from a 4 to nothing deficit, it kind of seems like it's their way to go. Can they ever shed it? If we're in the year 2035, yep. right? That we're, we're, these guys are long out of baseball. That All of the Astros that were part of this are gone. Jose Altuve walks into Chili's to get some baby back ribs. Yep. Are people looking at him like, oh, there's that guy that cheated in the World Series? Does it ever so, go away? couple things come up. Number one, um, why Chili's, why baby back ribs? Just out of curiosity because I understand that. But um, you could have went Applebee's. You could have went Olive Garden. You sure. could have went Outback Steakhouse. Was there a reason? Do you have on your calendar coming up Chili's this week or anything? Or was that I, I just been what to you Chili's chose? I have in a while. I, just, I, ch- I chose Chili's because they're pretty uh-huh. much in every town in America. Okay. Chili's are everywhere. And baby back ribs seem to be That's something. That's a good item. People it's get it's a it's, okay. it's good full rack by the way not the half rack. So can they those spiced um, apples they give you not terrible, not terrible. That's all it took. <laughs> um, this is the only thing I think these Astro players can do to change your perception on them, or maybe sympathize is not the right word, but um, maybe take a step back and say, okay, well, I heard what I wanted to hear from somebody that did wrong, and the only thing they could do is. Come out, um, whether that's five years from now, a year from now, a month from now, 20 years from now, and say, listen, 
um, you make mistakes in life. We got caught up in one of these things where, and by the way, if they want to divulge more information, if they want to say, hey, we weren't the only team doing it, but that still doesn't make it okay, what we did and how we did it, um, we were wrong. I was wrong. I have to live with it every single day of my life like, until there's an honest, honest, something that you actually feel somebody who made a mistake and was made a stupid decision um, and, and wrong the game until somebody comes out and is uh, actually sympathetic towards it. I don't think anybody's going to change. So you're, you're mentioning that that game against the Braves, which, by the way, if I'm a Braves fan, I'm holding off on that until the series ends. Like, just let the series end. Don't, don't, no need to add any more ammo I, I, or. I, I, I hear you. Those you don't want to light the fire. I get, I get all of that. But Al, it's visceral. It's visceral. And, and look, I'm a baseball guy, and this world receiver, this this world receiver World Series has been really good. Um, I, I can't enjoy it. A, because the Braves don't really move me in any meaningful way. Outside of Freeman and Albies, just whatever. I just don't really care one way or the other about the Braves. I like those two guys. But for me, it is such a visceral thing with the Astros. I see their uniforms, right? Even if even if you did like the MLB 2K thing where you can create your own player. You're wrong. You're mad at the wrong people. Why? Who, who should I be? I, I can't. They, they're the ones that cheated. They're the yep. ones that did that yep. to Clayton Kershaw. They're the ones that yep. did that to the Dodgers. They're the yep. ones that did that to the Yankees. Yep. They're the ones that did that to the mm-hmm. Aroldis Chapman. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that defra- – and I just – I can't even see an Astro player. They, they had nothing to do with it, right? You so can pick it's, a guy that had nothing to do with it, and I'm like, oh, that guy's that guy's a scumbag. And it's it's just – it's a weird deal. So it's your – when I say you're wrong, you're mad at the wrong people, let me kind of clarify what I mean. Of course you're – pissed off at the Astros. You're upset about the predicament, the situation. You're upset that um, many uh, many athletes' lives and managers' lives could have been changed based upon a team that was cheating, right? Like, things could have happened. Somebody could be sent back to the minor leagues because they got shelled by the Houston Astros back in 2017. Come to find out, no, somebody actually knew the pitch that was coming. But when I say that your attention is not... The, the the real individual, and you should be mad at the league. The league didn't do anything. That's the problem. Because if the league had come down and said, we just found out that you pieces of you-know-what cheated in our league, this person's out for 100-plus games. That person's out for 100-plus games. That World Series that you guys want to put up at Minute Maid Park sounds good. We all know you didn't earn it. That's coming down. That's really what people wanted to see. They wanted to see the problem is justice was never served. That by the time you walked away and the dust settled, you never felt like you never felt like you could say that person did something wrong. If I went and robbed a bank, it, it, basically the equivalent is I got my hand slapped. I kept all the money that I stole, and I was able to go back to work the next day, and nothing happened. That's what happened with the Astros. It was also it was criminal not to do anything to them. You left one part of your bank robbery scam out. You after you did all the things that you did, you robbed the bank, you got your wrist slapped, you got to keep the money and go back to work. Then you walked around with your chest out saying, I robbed that bank and they didn't do anything to me. That's why those guys make me feel the way that I do. Because it's not just that they robbed the bank. It's not just that they got to keep the money. It's not just that they didn't get punished. It's that they walk around like, hey, remember that time we robbed the bank and got to keep the money? Well, how do you like us now? You know yeah, what should have happened? I know you hate that, but I love it, and it counts, and I'm going to go buy a boat with the money. You know That's what happened? why they're so despicable. You know what should have happened? Every single owner in baseball should have took a different type of stand 
and let the commissioner know and let Major League Baseball know, no, you know what, we're not going to play another game until something happens to that team because they cheated. Something else should have happened. Nothing happened, Trav. No, not nearly enough, that's for sure. All right, so Sean McVay had an unbelievable reaction when he found out that Vaughn Miller was coming to Los Angeles. You will hear that next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.